You're listening to the Look Right Naked podcast. I'm your host, Eric Bach. This is the podcast for men and women who want to look right naked without living in the gym. If that sounds like you, then you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Hey, what is going on? Eric Bach here, your host of the Look Great Naked podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. And thank you, all of you who have been subscribing on YouTube, who have been leaving us comments, been leaving us five-star reviews on places like Spotify, like Apple Podcasts. We're still figuring out what we're doing a little bit here, but all I know is each and every single day, I'm trying to bring you the best information that I can and give you exactly what you need to look great naked without living in the gym. So what we're going to cover today, we're going to break down machines or free weights. What is actually better? because there's a lot of confusion on what exercise tools, modalities that you should use if you want to look great naked without living in the gym. And truthfully, I used to avoid machines, much like those dear Minnesota Vikings tend to avoid Super Bowls. Just kidding. Actually, not. I got to jab. Got to jab my, uh, my sports robberies where I can. But really when it comes down to it, right? My background as a coach is performance training, strength and conditioning. And in many cases, people who've had a strength and conditioning performance type background will say things like machines aren't functional. They lock you into place. But truthfully, that idea is short-sighted. Just like the people who say carbs make you fat, right? Anytime when you hear an absolute idea when it comes to training, you should be running for the hills a little bit because you know what? It doesn't tell the entire story. And so here's exactly what I've learned as a coach over the last 13 years and when you should and shouldn't consider using machines. Now, before we jump into that, we're going to have a little fun. I have to tell you a story. And frankly, it's a little bit embarrassing, but maybe you will get a laugh out of it. So this is back probably eight, nine years ago. I was still training clients in person 10 plus hours per day, but my online business was starting to grow. And a colleague of mine, Adam Bornstein, was throwing an event called 212. And 212 is the temperature in which water begins to boil. And even though Adam has roots in the fitness industry, wrote for Live Strong, Men's Health, wrote a best-selling book with John Romanello, uh, Unleash Your Alpha, I believe. And he put this event on and I'm like, you know what? This could be something that could really help me out. It wasn't just another fitness event. It was about business. It had marketing and it wasn't just coaches. It wasn't just fitness-based, right? There are a ton of entrepreneurs, social media, tech companies, um, some really good keynote speakers. And it was a high ticket. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I need to put some more skin in the game, invest some money into going something that puts me outside of my comfort zone. Because honestly, these are a lot of the same types of clients that I was training on a regular basis. Maybe I'll make some connections and be able to build a business and expand in many different ways. Unfortunately, a few years previous, I had an L4, L5 flexion rotation injury in my lower back. It was not ideal. If you've ever had a really hell of a time tying your shoes, that's pretty much how it felt. And I aggravated this injury doing something in the gym. I can't recall exactly what it was. So leading up to this event, a couple days before, you know, I was going to go into my chiropractor, getting a couple adjustments, getting some active release therapy, some muscle activation techniques, some cryotherapy, anything I could do to kind of reduce this back pain because I knew I was going to be sitting my ass down in an uncomfortable wooden chair for eight, nine hours on multiple consecutive days. And unfortunately, this wasn't really working. So I'm getting to the day before the event. I'm like, man, this thing is really a pain. I'm not going to be able to focus. I'm not going to be cognitively dialed in like I need to, to make the most out of this investment. So, you know, living in Denver, Colorado at the time, heading back from the gym, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to pop into the dispensary. I'm going to grab a little bit of CBD. So grab some CBD, grabbed another little bonus, a little chibachu, a little 5, 10 milligram edible of, of THC thinking, you know what? Maybe I won't drink at this thing. I know a couple of people who will be there. Maybe we'll uh, we'll have a little bit of weed and have a little bit of fun, right? So 
long story, we kind of jump right back into the next day. I'm at the event. We're kind of getting to know everybody. The event, I guess, hasn't technically kicked off at this point. So we're just mingling and, and creating some connections and collaborating and grabbing dinner. And uh, anyway, I'm feeling good. I took some CBD, eliminated that back pain. Next morning was a keynote speaker, or not the keynote speaker, but the intro speaker, John Berardi of Precision Nutrition was kicking this thing off. And here I am, you know, sitting at this table with a couple colleagues, uh, Tom Robertson, who works with Training for Warriors, and uh, Spencer Nadolski, the doc who lifts. You can follow him on social media. Some incredible, incredible work, particularly um, in the areas of obesity research. And all of a sudden, I start to feel funny. What is going on here? You know, I'm looking around. Everything is, uh, the walls are moving a little bit. No, I've got a grin on my face. And I can feel the sudden head rush coming on. And what I realized is when I woke up, I took the wrong gummy. And so I'm sitting there and all of a sudden, I'm, it's not the CBD that I took. It was the THC-based edible. And keep in mind, it's like eight in the morning and I'm trying to be dialed in and focused and getting ready to break out into these roundtable events. So, you know, we're sitting there. I look over at Tom. I tell him what's going on. And, and he's just kind of watching, you know, my face as I laugh at things that aren't funny, trying to keep myself calm and drinking as much water as I can, trying to, you know, clear some of this stuff out so I can focus and do what I came to do. And, uh, and pretty soon we break out into these rooms and we break out into a small group with many different entrepreneurs, authors, so on and so forth. And we are in a room with Ryan Holiday. So Ryan Holiday is a multiple times bestselling author. If you follow the Daily Stoic, it's that guy, right? Fortunately, I had met Ryan once or twice before in a different business mastermind who was presenting. But as we were going around and doing introductions, I'm looking at this bookcase and I can't stop looking at this bookcase and I have no idea what else is going on because whatever reason, when I have a, when I have an edible, when I have a little bit of weed in me, I find something and I hone in on it and I just completely focus on that one task. And all of a sudden it comes around to me and I'm supposed to write an introduction or speak an introduction. What is my name? What specifically do I do? And I am completely in La La Land. I had no idea where I was and tell you what, I was uh, <laughs> completely thrown off. So I made something up on the spot, you know, got my name out, told them what exactly I was looking for, but I was so paranoid in that particular situation. And uh, tell you what, make sure if you were ever using CBD for medicinal purposes, to alleviate stress, to alleviate joint pain, that you take the correct gummy at the right time. Because for me, tell you what, when I took that one and uh, found out which gummy I'd actually taken, tell you what, that was embarrassing. But anyway, let's kind of jump into what we're gonna do. Let's talk about machines and why exactly you should be taking or why exactly machines can be a beneficial component of your training, right? So where did this idea come from that machines are not always functional? Because when you come from the functional strength and conditioning world, a lot of times there's this idea that machines aren't functional. They do not have a real world carryover to what you're going to do. They don't train the stabilizing muscles that help you perform outside of the gym, and they don't fit everyone equally. Conversely, these same people will say, hey, you know what? Free weights are going to be better because they're going to make your central nervous system more efficient, and they're going to have more sports-specific carryover and functionality. So what is the truth? Like, When can you use machines? When should you not? use machines? When do they work? When do they not? So when it comes to this, what we need to think about here is many times this idea of not using machines in your training come from people who somewhat are incentivized or their training options are incredibly limited where, you know, you got a bench, you got a squat, you've got a deadlift, you got to force feed these key exercises that have been around for generations because they've been around for generations and they work. Well, tell you what, as your life evolves, so must your training. And one of the biggest mistakes that I see with people, and this happens a lot when people are first joining the 
look great naked protocol and working with me individually is they hone in on training the exact same way they did when they were 18, when they were 25, when they were 35. But pretty soon what happens is their body's not cooperating. They're no longer building muscle. Their joints are feeling more beat up every time that they do a workout and they're not getting out of it what they really should. And so what happens is we have to be able to evolve our training as our body changes, as our lifestyle changes. And if we don't, well, that's when injuries creep up. That's when ego takes hold. And when ego takes hold, when it comes to training, that is when we run into problems, my friends. So here's what we need to think about, right? Your body doesn't know one exercise more or less from another one. Yeah, it knows from a technical sense, like if you've done it multiple times, but when it comes to the tension directly on a muscle itself, well, your body knows tension and it knows time. Right. And so if you can manipulate those variables and create the key components of muscular growth, of tension, that is what's going to lead the training response to change your body, to look great naked. Right. So, yes, while getting skilled at an exercise is important, especially when you're talking about building strength, we can't only focus on that if our goal is also aesthetically based. And so when it comes down to being able to look great naked without leaving the gym, when it comes down to building lean muscle, we have to understand that there are three primary drivers for muscle growth in the gym. And number one is going to be mechanical tension. So this is working with relatively heavy weights over a full range of motion. An example of this would be a Romanian deadlift. So a Romanian deadlift, get a top down, basically deadlift, bigger stretch on your hamstrings than a conventional deadlift. You're going to have a full range of motion. You're putting the hamstrings under maximum stretch under a relatively heavy load. That is going to create a lot of tension in that muscle, which triggers the ability to grow. Second, we have metabolic stress. This is the pump. Listen, anybody who has done a lot of bicep curls in a short period of time leaves with a skin splitting pump before they go out for the night. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. These metabolic growth factors can drive muscle growth, right? And then finally, we have muscular damage, which is soreness. Now, soreness isn't something you should necessarily change, but there is somewhat of a growth aspect when we do have a little bit of soreness directly in the muscle itself. Biggest thing to understand here is we can use free weights, we can use dumbbells, we can use machines, we can use cables, we can use all of these different tools to trigger these same muscle building principles. And when we use them and how we use them is what we need to understand. And this is where we come around to being able to build muscle maximally and to be able to look great naked without leaving the gym using machines and using free weights, right? So let me take a sip of my coffee real quick. Again, try to keep the coffee within a, within realistic means. Truth be told, I'm probably averaging two or three per day right now, but um, always got to be careful with that, right? We're going to cut that coffee component out. So what are the specific benefits of using machines? So number one, when you're using machines, you're going to provide external stability. <clears throat> As an example, one of my favorite lower body movements is a hack squat. And so a hack squat, if you're on a hack squat machine, you have your back against a pad, you're holding on the handles. It takes out the need for external stability really with your trunk and with your core. And based on the angle at which it is designed, you can hammer your quads and you can load up the squat and build your lower body without your lower back, without your core being a limiting factor. And this is what I mean when it comes down to machines providing external stability. And so when we can, when muscles are isolated, right, when they do not need the external stability from every other different muscle to conduct movement, they can create more force in isolation. When we do this, we can create more tension actually directly within a muscle without a potential breakdown in stability. If you put it another way, look at somebody who does a barbell back squat. If you do a barbell back squat and your form is shitty, you come up like a drunk baby giraffe every time that you're doing it, your core is all over the place, your lower back 
back is tucking, your knees are diving in and out. Well, in this case, because you do not have the stability inherently and optimized with that form, it's not going to be a great muscle building exercise, right? It doesn't mean that we shouldn't optimize that technique and get to a point where it can become that, but it does mean that in the meantime, it is a limiting factor. So when we have a machine where it can provide the external stability for these other parts that we need to address regardless, well, we can create more tension directly within that muscle itself to build muscle more effectively, okay? And here's a couple things we need to consider, right? When you have a machine, there's often constant tension. So let's look at the, the example of a cable fly versus a dumbbell fly, right? So if you do a dumbbell fly, and you can see me on YouTube doing this right here, great. Well, dumbbell fly, once you get past about 90 degrees, once you get past that sticking point, the exercise itself is much easier. The muscle building effect after that sticking point is much less. Same thing for many people on a bench press. Once they get past 90 degrees, then it's pop, tricep kick gain, and you're strong. Okay, right? Well, when we don't have that constant tension, we're not always maximizing the growth aspect. Whereas sometimes using cables, a cable fly will create that constant tension all the way through. And for many people, this means they can focus on maximally contracting their pecs and feel their pecs a little bit more. So one of the big benefits directly with machines when we have that external stability is we also have constant tension, which can lead to better muscle growth. In addition, we can target troubled or trouble troubling muscles, muscles that we cannot recruit. If you do not if you cannot feel a muscle contract, you're gonna have one hell of a time making it grow. So let's talk about chest for, for an example, right? We just talked about a dumbbell fly versus a cable fly. Many guys will feel their shoulders, they feel their triceps when they're doing chest press type exercises, but they can't feel their chest. So they continue handing your bench press, bench press, bench press, hoping that their chest will grow, but then it never really does. Really frustrating, right? Well, if we can start to use some isolation exercises with machines, things like a fly, we can start to improve that mind-muscle connection directly with the chest. And as we start to learn how to contract your chest, more importantly, then we can actually start to take that and integrate that same mental mind-muscle connection on a bench press, thereby increasing strength on a bench press and then using the bench press to still become a more effective muscle builder. So if you cannot engage a muscle, if you struggle to feel your lats, if you struggle to feel your glutes, if you struggle to feel your chest, all of these provide an area where you can isolate, where you can start to work on integrating that muscle more effectively as a muscle builder when you can start to improve that mind-muscle connection, right? So we talk about chest. I like a cable fly. I always imagine trying to bring my nipples together. That's a great cue to feel your chest contract. Another one would be a straight arm cable pull down. When you do these, you can really fire your lats. And if you struggle to feel your lats on things like pull-ups, on rows, this can be a game changer in terms of building that V-tapered physique. Um, and then another one for glutes would be something as simple as like a machine hip thrust. That can be a great exercise with a lot easier setup than using a barbell hip thrust, which I absolutely hate, by the way, to feel your glutes contract. And when your glutes contract, awesome, you can start to recruit them better in many different exercises. So when it comes to machines, on top of that external stability and creating constant tension, we can improve that mind-muscle connection directly with our muscles because we have those extra components. And as a result, we can build those muscles more effectively. We can also have fewer compensations when it comes to movement patterns. And by fewer compensations, I mean, when we provide that external stability, we can focus on doing certain parts of a movement without that breakdown in technique. So let's go back to the example of a back squat versus something like a machine hack squat. Again, both great exercises, but if you 
do a back squat and every time that you do, you go into butt wink or what we call that posterior pelvic tilt. This puts your lower back at a big, bigger risk of injury. So if we can eliminate some of that by creating more external stability, we can potentially train your quads, your glutes, your hamstrings more effectively with something like a hack squat. Next, we have less central nervous system demand, less CNS demand. So when you are consistently training hard with barbells, with dumbbells, with many of these basic tools, which are great, by the way, well, they can be incredibly demanding. For example, if you're always hitting a bench squat deadlift, well, there's a lot of external stability, a lot of central nervous system focus. And over time, what this can do, this can actually burn you out a little bit, right? We need more time for recovery. We can deplete dopamine. And so what happens is, specifically when we're looking at training as a whole, when people are outpacing their recovery because they're training so hard with these different intensity building measurements, well, guess what? Then they're not going to grow. So using more machines directly in your training can provide a way for you to be able to train your muscles to create that muscle building stimulus that we've talked about in a way that isn't quite as stressful on your body as a whole, right? And as you've listened in the previous episodes, when we've talked about recovery, we have to remember that when it comes to exercise recovery, well, we have stress coming from different diets that we're doing, different nutrition, a lack of sleep, things going on in the news, going on in the world. And the more stress that we have from these different areas, we have to understand how that actually compromises our ability to recover from our training. And if we don't factor that in, in, we'll work our ass off, but we're not necessarily going to see the results that we want, right? So in this case, when times are a little bit higher in stress, if you're not feeling like you're recovering directly from a minimalist style program, well, adding some more machines in can provide a way to train your muscles and create that muscle building stimulus that we've talked about without necessarily creating as much system wide stress. And then finally, using machines can be a safer way to train to failure. And this comes back to the idea of having that external stability provided directly by the machine itself. So let's say, for example, training your deadlift to failure is not a great idea, right? Listen, a lot of benefits to a deadlift. You're training over 200 muscles at a time. You're building a ton of strength, a ton of power, ton of explosiveness, all this good stuff. But if you are doing this to a point of fatigue and then you lose lower back you know, or spinal position, well, guess what? Your lower back is going to be potentially compromised and can lead to an injury. We don't want that shit. So when we have something like a machine, we can train many of these different muscles with that external stability built in and really focus in on the muscle doing the work while reducing the chance of injury. So as an example, I love using a leg extension as a way to finish off my quads versus doing a high rep squat simply because a high rep squat absolutely can crush you for days. It can lead to a lot more joint stress. Whereas something like a leg extension, we can focus primarily on the contraction of the quads and provide a muscle building stimulus directly where you want to target, where the muscle becomes the limiting factor versus your technique, right? There are two different types of failure. There is technical failure. So when your technique breaks down, you can no longer do a rep that's safe and effective. And then we have muscular failure when you can no longer have that muscle contract for a rep. And when we want to train closer to muscular failure, take out the need for that external stability, using a machine can be a great way to push yourself just a little bit further to maximize the muscular gains that you're looking for. So what are the big benefits directly of machines if we're looking from the top down? So number one, provide more external stability. Number two, constant tension. This can help us improve that mind-muscle connection and train those stubborn muscles that we're struggling to build with basic free weight-based exercises. We have fewer compensations when it comes to movement patterns when it comes to a machine because we are 
locked into that particular position. There's less central nervous system demand and overall stress when we use machine training, making it a good option if we are not recovering from the current training that we are doing. And then finally, it can be safer to train to failure because we can have that external stability, provide a baseline, and then we can train the muscle itself to failure, right? So those are some quick benefits to using machines. Now, what about free weights? Where are the differences here and what works best? So there we have machines. In what cases are free weights, specifically dumbbells, kettlebells, barbells, going to be a better option, right? Well, listen, when it comes to free weights, they're going to be the best overall for strength, speed, and power, right? When we're talking about barbells, we have the ability to generate crazy amounts of force on exercises like bench presses, like squats, like deadlifts, like cleans, like snatches. And when it comes to improving performance, it's important to understand that generally speaking, when we improve performance, when we can generate more force, when we are stronger, this improves our ability to train for every other component, whether it be maximizing fat loss, whether it be maximizing muscle growth, right? So strength, speed, power, these are all a great foundational thing to build if we want to be able to train different qualities later on. In addition, free weights, they're going to be more diverse, better bang for your buck. As someone who has both a gym membership that is full of every machine under the sun, but also a home gym, my home gym is going to be primarily freeway based, right? I've got barbells, I've got adjustable dumbbells, I've got kettlebells in addition to a couple of pieces of machine work. But by and large, if you have a home gym type basis or a minimalist style gym in general, you're going to have hundreds of exercises that you can do with a limited tool base, right? So as an example, if you have a barbell, you can do exponentially more exercises than you can if you have a leg extension machine, right? You might be able to do one or two exercises with a leg extension machine, but with a barbell, you can literally do hundreds. So in this case, having some of these free weight based tools are going to be a more effective use of your resources, space, and frankly, efficiency when it comes to your training. And specifically, if you're somebody who does not have all day to be in the gym, if you're somebody who wants to look great naked without living in the gym, creating a program primarily based around free weights is going to be beneficial because it's going to allow you to get the best bang for your buck with the time that you do have. And when you think about it, right, think back to many of the people with the best physiques in the world. Free weights are still the foundational component of nearly every great training program. Did they Arnold got jacked primarily just using machines? No. Did he use them? Of course, right? But if we look at it, if we look at old bodybuilders, right? If we look at everybody going back to the early 1900s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and even my time working with elite level athletes, doing NFL combine training, so on and so forth, the primary foundational thing that we focused on was free weights. And the reason is not only the diversity of what you can do with those tools, but you're going to have more specific carryover to every other area of your life. So let's think about the example of using a squat, right? If we're doing a squat, we're activating over 200 muscles. And it's not just your quads, your calves, your glutes, and your hamstrings. We have all the stabilizers within our spine that are preventing us from keeling over and snapping our spine in half or folding like an accordion, right? So all of these core musculature muscles are working at once. We've got our lats working to provide some external stability. If you're squeezing the bar, your grip, your forearms, all of these things are combining to create more strength and stability all the way through your body. In addition, when you're using free weights, because of these crazy demands that can happen on parts of your body beyond what you're really trying to focus on in terms of the primary mover, well, we're also going to be improving things like tendon strength, like bone mineral density, so on and so forth. And it's not that you can't get some of these benefits from machines, but you're going to have more of that carryover directly when it comes to using free weights as your primary training method, right? 
And finally, if you're going to be focusing on heavier exercises, compound exercises, listen, you're going to be able to go a lot heavier, have a lot more variation directly when using free weights. So when you're focusing in the beginning of a workout, when you're going to have heavier compound exercises for three to 10 rep sets, well, when we can do this specifically with free weights, we're going to be able to use more load, create more of that mechanical tension, which is the primary driver when it comes to building lean muscle and fully stretch it directly while incorporating our stabilizing muscles to provide more stability through that entire range of motion, right? So let's think about an exercise comparison for a second. You can use a seated leg curl and train your hamstrings. Awesome. And you can create tension. You can create metabolic stress. You can create muscular damage. All great for building lean muscle. But if you use something like a deadlift, a Romanian deadlift, beyond smashing your hamstrings, well, you're going to be able to create more tension directly on your hamstrings, most likely due to the external load that you can use. But you're also going to hit your glutes. You're also going to hit your lower back. You're going to hit your traps, your rhomboids, your rear delts, your forearms, lower back, your you know, lateral subsystems, so all the deep stabilizers inside of your core. And that's going to allow you to create a bigger overall training response for your body, right? So if we're looking at free weights, if we're looking at machines, do they each have some benefits? Of course they do. But specifically when it comes to free weights, it's going to be a better bang for your buck. You're going to be able to develop more overall strength, more overall speed, more overall power. And for lack of a better term, functional capacity that transfers outside of the gym, you're going to have a more diverse tool that you can use with so many different exercises with a better bang for your buck, both in terms of money, but also in terms of your time in the gym. And because of it, like, listen, there's a reason that free weights have been around for generations and are still a staple in the best training programs, whether they're talking about people getting ready for the Olympia or people getting ready for the NFL, right? And so when we think about that, we don't want to overcomplicate it and just do some machine, you know, Cybex circuit because Joe Schmo at the gym said so. What has been proven to work in the past? right? There's a reason that we say success comes from the ruthless execution of the basics. While machines can definitely help, and there are some you know huge benefits to being able to do so, specifically as you get older, you're training around injuries, wanting to maximize muscle growth and reducing joint stress, barbells, dumbbells, your free weights need to be the foundation of the things that you do, right? And so what are the big differences? What do we need to know? What are the takeaways that you should have between using free weights, between using machines, right? Well, they both work incredibly well. And when it comes to free weights, they're best for overall strength, power, and mass. These are your foundation. If you want to look at it, this is the 80% of what you should be doing. This is what's going to generate the most overall progress when it comes to getting strong, jacked, lean, athletic, all of that stuff. However, machines can help you isolate muscles more effectively. When you can isolate muscles more effectively, you can begin to integrate it into your other compound exercises, making those other compound exercises more effective as a muscle builder. The example I used before, you can't feel your chest, but then you start to integrate isolation exercises like a cable fly, and you can start to feel your pecs engage. Then you do a bench press. Great. Well, now beyond being able to create more tension directly in that pec with the fly itself, we can start to integrate your pecs more effectively to boost strength, to boost muscle growth directly using the bench press as a tool. That's just one example. So when we can incorporate isolation exercises, we can begin to integrate it and make all your compound exercises more effective. In addition, machines allow you to train around some instability that you may have based on injury, based on biomechanics. In a way, we can create more intramuscular fatigue without worrying about technical breakdown. The example here would be instead of trying to do high rep squats to completely obliterate your quads, well, your core might break down. That could be a limiting factor that prevents you from really dialing in and maximizing the growth of your quads. So in that case, we could look at doing something like a leg extension because the machine provides that external stability. But a few of the drawbacks, right? Well, free weights, 
They take more time to learn, but once you learn them, you're going to have more carryover. Machines, while they can help you isolate, while they can help you train more intensely in terms of towards muscular failure, you have to be able to set up the machines correctly, right? And if you set them up incorrectly, if, for example, on a leg extension, your knee is not in alignment with the pivot point, then we can actually create more stress on the joint itself. So there is some nuance that you have to take into account comes to each individual machine and when you decide to use it. The key between using free weights in machines isn't to just pick one party and stick with it. It's about knowing which tool is gonna to be best at the right time. Every single training piece of equipment in the gym is a tool and it comes down to knowing when to use it, how to use it effectively. And when you do have that knowledge, that's what allows you to become self-sufficient with your training and to be able to pivot, to be able to adapt, to be able to go to a hotel when you're traveling, still train some of the same muscle groups, even if you can't stick 100% to your plan and still elicit a training response, right? And ultimately that's what we want. But when it comes to gaining muscle, if we wanna talk about muscle growth specifically, it's all about triggering muscle protein synthesis, creating tension within that muscle and creating a training response. And it can happen both with machines, it can happen both with free weights. And which one you choose depends on what specific exercise you wanna do and then your training history on top of that. Free weights versus machines. What is the final answer here? Listen. Functional components will say machines aren't functional. They lock your body into a fixed position and don't allow you to maximize the carryover for things like maximum sport performance. But ultimately, that is a short-sighted view because when you use machines properly, you can optimally start to recruit muscles. You can start to improve that mind-muscle connection. And when you can isolate effectively, you can begin to integrate that muscle more effectively into everything else that you're doing. Free weights, they're going to be your foundation. They're going to be best for building strength, power, and speed, but they're not the only thing that you should use, right? And so the reality is with anything else in the gym, all of these components are tools, right? All these different types of equipment are tools. And it comes down to knowing what tool to use at what time and then applying that as it is fit to you. So remember, if we keep that in mind, if we focus that methods are many, principles are few, methods may change, but principles never do. And we apply that to muscle growth. You will become equipped with the skills, with the knowledge to be able to adapt your training on the fly to meet your body where it is now and the tools that are at your disposal. Hey, if you found value directly from this podcast, do me a favor, drop me a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform and drop us a comment and subscribe over on YouTube. Your support is what helps us continue coming up with the best ideas possible so we can help you look great naked without living in the gym. This is your host, Eric Bach, signing off, and I will catch you on the next episode. Hey, it's Eric here again. Now, there are three ways that I can help you look great naked. Number one, if you want to grab a free copy of the Look Great Naked Protocol to help you lose body fat without counting calories, then go to bachperformance.com backslash free training. Number two, if you're a busy guy looking to build muscle, then I recommend checking out our Minimalist Muscle Blitz, which has helped over 1,000 men build muscle without living in the gym. Just go to minimalistmuscleblitz.com. The link will also be available in the show notes. Or number three, and last, if you want to work with me directly and get the best results possible, apply at bachperformance.com backslash coaching to look great naked without living in the gym. Until next time, my friend.